Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brew Crew Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 4th. Ricky, we haven't talked to each other in a while. We had Christmas. We had holidays. We've had breaks. People have been working. People have been going winter classics, things of that nature. Uh, how are you doing, first of all? Today, I got a couple jerseys behind me. Feeling good? I just spent the last 45 minutes trying to set up this fucking microphone, and it was an absolute disaster. I can't figure it out. I thought you could just plug it in and be ready to roll. That's not the case. It comes with all this fucking filter and shit. I don't fucking know. So we're going back to the regular MacBook Air shitty ass microphone for now. So maybe one day we'll get this going. But this thing is settings. Factory setting. Oh, there was there was a video. There was no manual. It's like, oh, watch this video. The video did nothing for me. It was some guy in a Hawaiian T-shirt trying to tell me how to fucking record with the guitar and shit. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I don't even know if I got the right shit for it. So I don't fucking know. It was a, wasn't a good start for that, but uh, I had a good day at the Winter Classic yesterday. The Winter Classic between the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins was yesterday. Ricky, you went to the game. I was uh, around the building, refused to go to the game because I don't want to give John Henry any of my money, that scumbag loser who sell, who's hopefully will sell the Red Sox any day because he's a scumbag loser, bad guy. Besides the point. Um, but how was the game? I have seen hockey at Fenway before, and I absolutely hate it. So I'm interested in seeing your reaction to it. Yeah, so I, the Winter Classic in 2010, I did not go to. That was the only one I haven't. So I went to the Notre Dame one and the Gillette one, and now this one. And this one was my favorite out of the three in terms of the atmosphere, the ambiance, and all that. So my seats were on the first base side up in grandstand 15. Um, so right at center ice. Um, so good seat for that. The sight line was pretty good. Uh, um, a little cut off at the bottom, but it wasn't nothing too bad. There was a fucking pole right on the right side blue line. And that was the only thing I really couldn't see. I also couldn't see the scoreboard for how many shots on goal we had both sides. I couldn't, both sides were blocked by a pole. So, so there was that. But So it sounds it, like your sight line wasn't that good. It, it was the actual ice was it was pretty good. The the uh, surrounding area, not so much. Couldn't see the flyover uh, the way we were cut off there, but it was great. I think it was set up really nicely. Bobby Orr dropped the puck. My dad was almost in tears. Loves Bobby Orr. The whole day, though, was awesome. So we I started out getting there at um, around 11 o'clock, went over to the cask and flag and to see our old pal, Michael Felger um had a, i had a little interaction with him as well i told my were they I, doing a live show there yeah they did a live show at the flag and so i told him in one of the breaks i'm like hey felger we love you blah 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 and he's like oh good job man i was like i got kicked off your show for saying fuck a couple of years ago and he thought that was pretty funny so still didn't give us a lot of time today. i got a picture with big jim because he's a cool guy but um no he's not big jim's a, he's a man of the people no, he's such a nerd. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, but he, at least he stood around, took some pictures with people. Felger got right out of there. That's why I was kind no, of because Felger's Hollywood. Felger is Hollywood. the Wellesley elite. Um, no, neither of them. Both of them are losers. Absolute uh, losers. Okay, I'm a fan, but um, no, did that. Met up with a couple of the boys that were kind of did the same thing you did. They were at the flagon and they went over to Lansdowne, but whatever. So I went into the game like an hour before, and it was a mob house. You could ne- there was a line to get to your seat. It was that's what I, I heard. Never, I was like, I was shocked. I was 
like I've never seen a, I've been to Fenway for playoff games as well. And it was never like this. I mean, there was not more people fitting in there. It was the same amount of people. There was an extra seating. So I was a little confused by that, but it was great to see the black and gold everywhere you go in Fenway. It was a beautiful sight to see. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great game of the first two periods. We'll, I'm sure we'll get into the actual game, but um, yeah. So other things, I went to the Spit and Chicklets live show. Did you? Um, I wanted to get tickets to that. I did. I sniped tickets. So me Who'd and my you buddy, go with? Uh, Romax. Very nice. Yep. So that was fun. That was a lot of characters at that place, too. A lot of scally caps. Love a lot that. of scally caps. Yep. How, well, how would you, what was the experience like? How, how would you rate it? So it was, at, it was at the Wilbur. I've been there before for Bill Burr last year. Um, old ass theater. Uh, they were all hammered. You could tell they were all fucked up. Um, Biz, is, Biz was by far the funniest. They were just telling stories, getting the crowd riled up. It was, it was a good time. Uh, it was only one out for like an hour and a half. But that was good. Met a lot of characters there. I met a guy in line. So they had the Wilbur set up. So there's like, you just like walk up a straight set upstairs. We were in the balcony, last row. And there's this bar, like the concourse for the balcony is literally like a little hallway. Like you have to like squeeze by everybody. And there's this bar, obviously, at the top. But the bar also is the lighting. So there's literally a guy holding up the lighting and moving it around. And he's also getting you his drinks, your drinks. So it was, it was bizarre. And the guy behind me is like, yeah, this is a fucking like the Willy Wonka of the Willy Wonka factory of bars right now, dude. That's literally how he sounds. It's fucking hilarious. And then I happened to see the same guy in line for the Winter Classic. Like really? We were in, yeah, we were in line and security line together. And um. Funny enough, he was like, oh, yeah, this is the first Winter Classic I've been to. I was going to go to that last one at Gillette, but I had to go see about a girl. I was like, oh, so Goodwill Hunting style? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of characters this weekend, a lot of fun. So the whole atmosphere and the experience was a great time. Hit Lansdowne after the game with the buddies who were there. So yeah, all in all, the experience part of it was was really fun. The whole weekend, the, the chicklets. Uh, seeing Felger and going to the game. How did you do? I saw you with Cashel and I was I was a friend of the program, Cashel. Um, we need to bring him back on. Um, we'll, well trade we'll, deadline is going to be a true. We'll bring cash trade deadline. Back. We'll back. bring cash back to the people soon. Um, but so saw that came in at about one. Game was at two, so came in at about. Got around Fenway at about one and uh, went to the Sam Hunt concert. They just had a free Sam Hunt concert. Oh, yeah. I was walking by that. How at was the, it? The, at the Fan Fest. Uh, Cash texted me. He was like, yeah, we're at the concert. I was like, I what type of concert is this? Like, who's going to be out here? It was Sam fucking Hunt. And I hate Sam. I think Sam Hunt's a disgrace to country music. But yeah. I think he's an absolute disgrace. I think he should be, you know, tarred and feathered in the country community. But um, that's besides, that's neither here nor there. I was there. I never thought I would be a Sam Hunt concert. Nevertheless, I was there. Um, so, you know, I was there for probably 45 minutes until about 1.45. And then we headed over to Fenway Johnny's. Had a decent setup, wasn't too packed. We walked right in. There was no line. 
we didn't even try to go to Game On or Caskin or uh, Loretta's or anything like that because it was just we knew the lines were going to be nuts. So we went uh, first two periods uh, at Fenway Johnny's, and then I hopped out in between periods, looked at the line to Game On, but then we just took too long. So we ended up staying. We were gonna. Our plan was to go to Game On for the third period. Ended up not doing that because of we took too long basically to pay the the tab, uh, and from there we stayed for the third period, had a great time. Fenway Giants was a good setup, so that was fine, no complaints. Went down, went to Game On, hung out there for probably another couple hours, and headed on home. But I wanted to do a drunk podcast last night because I was pretty blitzed when I got home pretty late, like 11 and B lock wasn't up for it. So just shout out for no. me trying to rally through it. But you know, what are you going to do? No, I that's... can't hang on the drunk podcast. So maybe one will come back for the playoffs. We'll see. No, I, I, I just, that was not in the cards. Um, I also just think that that a, a drunk podcast might be like the worst listening experience of all time. But that again, disregard, disregard, disregard. Uh, what's interesting is that you you mentioned that somebody else that I was with um, mentioned that the it was like very difficult to get to seats, which I thought. And the only thing I could think of was that that there were more people who hadn't been to Fenway than, than normal. Because like in a, in, for a normal Red Sox game, you, you know, a, a large portion of the crowd has been to Fenway before and knows their way around and knows how to get from point A to point B and knows where their seats are. And I, the only thing I could think of was with this crowd Maybe it was a lot of people from Pittsburgh or something, and they, you know, obviously with the mix of its Fenway, and, you know, maybe there are people stopping and taking videos as they were coming out, and I think... Guilty. Did you? Yeah. Like, right at the entrance? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, it had to. That, that's terrible. That's terrible. I don't do it for the Red Sox, because I've done it before. I've seen a million Red Sox games, but it was cool walking it. You know... Fenway. Just take it from your seat. Just take it from your seat. Yeah, but it's the walking up through Fenway is one of the cooler things. Like, the, especially the first time you go, and it was the first time I went for a hockey game, so I wanted to like kind of video that. Sorry, guilty. It's disgusting. Um, so that's kind of that. That would be my thought on uh on. Also, there the... were some people definitely sneaking in when I was when I was. Oh really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The standing elaborate on that a little too much. I when I was walking in, there were it was a mob house, so I did see a few people go in with without getting scanned. They just walked right by. Yep, and the guy was saying it too. He's like, "People are going fucking right by right now." Huh? Interesting. Probably got to a point where they gave up. Yeah, the standing room crowd was a little more than a Red Sox game. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I wouldn't. Um... Again, I so I've been to Frozen Fenway, the college and the high school. Uh, and I think that watching hockey games at Fenway is like the worst viewing experience ever. Uh, I think there's probably 
200 good seats in the whole building that you can actually see the puck and the ice and the players for all 60 minutes. Uh, if you were in the grandstand, the pictures from the grandstand above the bullpen were terrible. <laughs> yeah, those those were so bad. There's, I mean, Quite. truly, there's, there's just not, it's just not a good venue for hockey. I loved it for football. I loved it when, like, I've been to the Notre Dame BC game at, at Fenway. I think it's a really good venue, sight lines for football. But I, I just, it, it just doesn't work for hockey. Did Gillette work? I was really high up for Gillette. I was in the, uh, the nosebleeds, like, kind of towards the left of the ice. So I was kind of looking down left at the game. Uh, I don't remember it too much in terms of like that was like how that's like seven years ago now. Also, while we're on that topic, did you see the roster that came out that was circulating for that game? No. Oh, so like someone was tweeting like, uh, remember the 2016 roster and they posted the four line for that game? It, it was like Bolesky, Spooner, Alexander Koklachev. Like it was bad. I remember that they lost like seven nothing. Yeah, they lost like six to one to the Canadians, but. Yeah, that was just like I was so far away, so the players really looked like sticks. Um, but this, for my seat, it was one of the better seats you could probably have. That wasn't like a like in the club level. Um, it was just kind of harder to watch in terms of like I have pretty solid seats for the actual games in the Garden. I would say where I'm pretty close, and this was just like it was harder to pay attention the whole time, and it was harder to see if the puck went in and like the reactions for the crowd were a little delayed when we scored those two goals. Cause you couldn't really tell, especially the people in the grandstands, they had probably had no fucking idea. No, scored. they had no clue. They were probably blitzed anyways, knowing the bleacher bum crowd of Fenway park, but they sold it out, man. And shout out John Henry got all that dough and gave it right to Devers. So <laughs> he's not giving anything to Devers. Um, well, he gave, he got the one year extension. <laughs> that, that won't get us anywhere. Uh, whatever. I'm not a Red Sox fan. I disregarded my Red Sox fandom. Talk about ago. the actual game here. We kind of um, stunk for the first two periods. Yeah, it was a slow game. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Uh, for the first two periods, first uh forty minutes, I would say that, you know, the Brewers didn't play bad. It was actually the second period they played bad. I feel like they didn't get a shot in the second period. First period was fine. Um. Quickly, what did you think of the jerseys? Oh, yeah. So the jerseys, I when they first came out, I was like, Ooh. I was really expecting a little bit more. The, the uh, word mark, I'm never really a fan of words on jerseys. I like that logo, the uh, old meth bear, they call it, that thing, the coked out mm-hmm. bear. I like that. Um, I think it probably would have looked weird with it huge with no letters. So maybe the letters kind of worked out. But once they came out on the ice and I was kind of there for the end of warmups, I'm like, oh, these look sharp. These look sharp on the ice. They popped. I think it. The black and yellow are always going to be bold colors, and they looked. Uh, they looked the part. So I think it had a little flair of old fashioned with the striped socks, and the, I think the whole ensemble worked more than the jersey by itself. And for so the Penguins, I, oh I yeah, thought, the Penguins I thought were fantastic jerseys when they first came out. I'm like, oh, that looks the cream always works. And when they came out on the ice with the yellow helmets. The yellow helmets were aggressive. That was aggressive. I know they. I think they they couldn't go black because we were wearing black, so they probably would have had to go cream, which I think would have worked a lot better. But the yellow was definitely aggressive, and I think that kind of ruined their ensemble. 
But I mean, they're probably running out of ideas. How many fucking outdoor games have we been in and they've been in at this point? So like, but I do think in the end they were pretty classic looking. I think they did a decent job. Uh, agreed, agreed. One more thing. I have no idea if this was TNT or Fenway or the NHL or whoever, but the game started at like two forty-five. It was supposed it? to start at two. Yes. I really didn't notice that. I was kind of. Oh my god! It dragged on forever. What did you think of the first puck pitch? I was a fan of that. I was a fan of that with Veritech. Yeah, no, I was. I was in on that. Um, A little bit of a dribbler by Bobby, but. Yeah, but you can't have him like like fire one and and then like you know (laughs) Veritech. Yeah, something bad could happen there, Um, but. You know, I would hate that. What a what a shame that that would be if if, if Boston legend Jason Veritek just got drilled in the face by a puck. That would be tough. That'd be a tough scene. Um, but yeah, I was just. It was like, all right, they're warming up. Oh, we're going to go back to commercial. Oh, now they're out on this mini baseball rink thing with ice over it, baseball field with bases, and they're doing the puck drop and. Oh, now they have to warm up again, and now they have to do the flyover, and now they have to do the national. It was just like, oh my god, can we start this game? Yeah, this it was a little. Game. It was a little awkward. They walked all. The, they came from the Red Sox dugout and walked all the way around the rink, and then g- waited, and then skated around, and stayed on the first base line of the rink thing, and then they skated around to the second base, and then they skated through the middle to get back on the ice. It was a complete gong show a little bit, but it's part of the experience, part of the whole product that they try to put out and try to do something different every year. Um, Do you think the Winter Classics lost its luster? It's been a thing that's been going on since 2008, and it kind of lost – it started losing its luster. I feel like people have had this discussion starting in, like, 2014 that it's like, all right, they're bringing all these stadium games now, and there was a point where there was, like, six fucking outdoor games a year – and they've toned it down back to this, this, and maybe one other. Uh, what do you think about the whole outdoor thing? Are you kind of over it or like? No, I I love it. I really enjoy it. I think it's a great watch. I think it's a great product. Uh, but the problem is that when they had too many games, it you, you totally lost track of what, like what was the winter classic what was the stadium series what was the heritage series it was like it was like if we if we have six outdoor games do we have one outdoor game you know what i mean it was like it was there was no there's no moment to it so i think so the question i it should be every year on new year's day or new year's the day after new year's I mean, literally the only thing was, you know, obviously this year they had football to compete with because New Year's Day was a Sunday. But, like, make it make it an event because the only thing you're going to compete with is is New Year's Six Bowls. That's, but it's not going to be a playoff because playoffs are – so. and then make it – literally just make it so that the Rose Bowl comes on at 5 o'clock people can turn on the Rose Bowl. Like, have the game – have the game – they did it perfectly. Have the game at one, have the game at two, and then just – because, like, do people really care about the Sugar Bowl? 
the people that are in the game do. And like, I love to, I love it because I'm betting on it and, you know, things like that. But like, like just make it an event and make everybody tune in. And that is where you could once a year, new year's, new year's day or the day after new year's make it a standalone event and, and have two teams like, and, and have it in stadiums that, I mean, I like Fenway because it's different, but like Michigan stadium, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. At like Notre Dame. That was cool. They got to in- start doing the college ones more. They got to hit Penn state for like a Penguins flyers. They got to hit a uh, Ohio state for the blue jackets. They got to do something like that. So they're going to Blue Jackets, Red Wings. Yeah, have have Ohio State, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, something like that. Rose like, Bowl, man. Do the fucking Rose Bowl. Do the Kings and whoever the fuck. Like, do all those. Do the cool-ass stadiums. Uh, the Cotton Bowl was pretty cool that one year. That was different. So do those. Just hit those. Um, I think it would still be a success. So I, I agree the one year. Make it the Winter Classic once a year. Go away with the stadium series. Fuck it. You can – Fuck away with the heritage too. Make the winter classic a Canadian, like get the Canadian. Yeah, team. yeah. Make it do go up to Canada and play. You know, play well, somewhere in Montreal. That would be sick. Yeah. So I know they're doing Flames Oilers. Like I think there's another game this year. Now they just added Flames Oilers heritage this year. So now there's that, and they're doing Hurricanes Capitals at NC Where? State. NC State. Oh, it's gonna be like fifty. It's gonna be like sixty degrees. Yeah, they're gonna do it like March. It'd be a joke. Uh, it's so yeah, terrible. I, do it one, one a year. I love, I'm a Jersey guy. Yes. You make good tell. Like I'm a Jersey guy. So I love the jerseys every year. Um, that's why I look forward to that as well. And yeah, so I think keep it the make one it year. an event, make it special, make it once a year. Like that's, that's what it should be. And they, they lost it. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, how many hockey games do I remember from 2008? Not a lot. Do I remember Sidney Crosby scoring in that shootout? 100%. 100%. Like, that's, that is like singed into my brain. Like, I couldn't, I literally could not tell you. I mean, the final when, when, um, no, that was 2009. I could, I, I, never mind. So the one, which Canadians game six, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like six years old. So, <laughs> I, but like, I will never forget. Crosby scoring in overtime or scoring in that shootout or, exactly. you know, the, you ever I'll forget never forget the, Marco Sturm, Marco oh. Sturm <laughs> scoring in overtime against the Flyers. Like if you make it an event, it, it, a standalone event, it has the ability to be like, all right, this is like, you know, this is when everybody tunes into the NHL. This is, this is a big deal. And they, you know, continue to be in their own way. All right. Well, um, as for the actual game, we as we quickly mentioned, they put up a stinker for two periods, and then Jake DeBrus just turned into like the best player on the ice. Um, I mean, the second goal is kind of garbage, but but all set up by Hall. Uh, but DeBrusque was very good, surprising uh, to me because it seems like just the type of guy that like if the ice isn't perfect, he's a disaster. But I was wrong. Um, I'm so confused. Are you on the brush train or not? You said you were. Now you're off. What's going on here? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just inconsistent, just like he is. I'm just a doubter. Um, All right, he's gonna keep proving you wrong, man. Hero, classic, brush. Good, 
motherfucker. Good. I hope he keeps Ian Cashel. Me and Cashel are gonna own you for the rest of the season. Watch this. He's gonna score game seven overtime to win the cup too. Nothing. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make me happier. I'd be thrilled if that happened. By the way, is that a brownie the elf hat? This is yeah. Fantastic. I love that logo. Yep, it's great. Love that logo. Um. So, Ricky, what did you what did you think of the game? How, how were you able to take in exactly kind of the flow of the game, or was it more of uh, like just you know try to pay attention like when the goals happen type of thing? Yeah, I was trying to as much as I could. The fl- I mean, it was kind of a snoozer in terms of an actual hockey game. Uh, Penguins were kind of dominating. Omar stepped up big first period. I spent more than half the period getting to the bathroom and getting a sausage. <laughs> I had to, I, mean, I hadn't eaten anything all day, and I was already five beers deep, so I had to put something in the stomach. And I so there's that um, bathroom. I don't know if you've been where it's like kind of like that catwalk bathroom. So that was the bathroom that was closest. So you had to walk down the catwalk, go into the bathroom, get all the way back up, get in line for the sausage. So I missed a decent chunk of the first period. Um, second period, I was there for the whole time. Still, the Bruins were kind of putting up a stinker. Danton Heinen, of course, had a point. Um, <laughs> I know. He has to. He has to. But I, I just looked like Olmark was there when when they needed him, from what I could tell. Uh, he was making key stops around the net. Didn't really notice Crosby that much, but maybe that was because I was like – Crosby 000. was invisible. Crosby oh, was what? legitimately invisible. He was invisible from 3,000 feet away, so I don't know if you saw more on the TV. And then third period, uh, we got some power play chances. We you, you saw him trying to kind of pick it up a little bit, and uh, yeah, DeBrusque, uh What was how was the first one? He kind of oh, he on the right when the power play ended, he kind of just did his thing where he kind of jumps in front of the net. Which the first one was sick. The first yeah, DeBrusque's first goal was awesome. Yeah, so he start, He's done that a couple times. They don't always work. I think he has a goal like that earlier in the season where he kind of just like takes it from his little area and, and just jumps right in front of the net when everyone's looking for the pass. And yep. he tucked it in, so good for him. And then, and the, then third the, sec- one, this, the, the second one was all Paul. Yeah. So Paul Hall, just, who yep. wasn't – I mean, the whole team was pretty much invisible from an offensive standpoint. Besides, besides Marshan, I thought Marshan had a pretty solid game possessing the puck. But Hall had that one burst. It's all he really needs. Crashes to the net. Jake's there to pick up the trash. I mean, what are you going to do? Blame Jake for putting in the net? No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had the draw plus 300. Because uh, Merles uh, said that at the live show that he was betting draw and everybody rides with Merles. He's a pretty good better. And it looked like it was going to go that way for the – I definitely didn't think anyone else was going to score. And then, uh, yeah, the brush pots at home. So there was this annoying-ass fucking Penguins family behind me, and they were going, let's go, Pens! You know how they, like, have the little horn? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, how the fuck are you guys doing that without the horn? They didn't respond to me. I was trying to – play along with them a little bit they really go for it much and then no no wait i would never buy a jersey i would never buy a jersey the person who wasn't playing she had a fucking latang jersey on of the winter (laughs) classic so i just kept to myself though maybe Uh, it's are are the do the penguins have the drum or the horn the caps have the caps have the horn horn. oh the caps have the drum i think yes no no the caps have the horn whatever we'll take this offline we'll take this offline Okay. Caps have both. Uh, but both meh, meh, meh. Like let's go, Caps. Their, their fucking voices, though. The, no, the Penguins people were doing it, too, so they must have one. 
It was huh. so fucking annoying. My they and like there's these Bruins fans in front of us are going, let's go, Bruin. Let's go, Pens. They did it, I swear to God, for 30 rotations. That's terrible. No joke. My that dad would, was like, what the fuck is going on here? That would make me want to leave. <laughs> it was the third period, too, the tie game. Unbelievable. All right, yeah, let's go some though. And you got any other takeaways from the uh from Winter Classic? Great experience. It's a great experience. The hug. Great. Oh, also the uh, the Boston Pops was there, which is pretty cool. That was cool. I actually, I actually thought that that was real. Who sang the national anthem? Do you know who that was? Oh, it was Bill Bo and the Bobo or something like that. Someone I have no idea who it was. Black R and B group from Boston. My dad knew who they were, but they kind of sucked. They were fine, but actually, the Pops. I was like, you know what, the Pops. That's that's pretty they, good. They played um, shipped out to Boston. The yeah. when the Bruins were coming out, and then they played um, Dirty Water when we won. So that was That's cool. awesome. So wait, were they just hanging out there the entire time? I don't know. They must have snuck back out because I think they left and they must have I didn't see them. They must have snuck back out. For, what if they lost? They just wouldn't have another uh, no encore. I guess. But that was that was actually a really cool like touch. local local touch. Touch. Uh, local touch. And oh, the the intermission um performance was the Black Keys. Yeah, I saw that. That was a little. Baby, I'm howling for you. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah. So, not the worst, not the best. They had, um, I can't believe they came to the Dropkick Murphys for any of those, but. Well, I think, that, I, I think people are so, just so tired of every like event in Boston is just the Dropkick Murphys. We're like, we need someone else. Oh boy. All of a sudden we got 10 minutes left. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, do you have anything else from the Winter Classic? I think that's it. I think we touched it all. All right. So some quick hitters through through the month of December. Uh, we did record once in December, uh, but I listened back to it and just thought it was not um, not anything worth posting. So we did not post in the month of December. Anything of note, uh, I went to the Bees Abs game on uh, December 3rd. They won 5-1. to one. They absolutely poured it on in the third period. Other than that, I don't really remember a whole lot, seeing the fact that it was a month ago. Ricky, you went to three games, correct? Uh, Winter Classic being one of them, but I went to the oh, okay. Jets so two more. Yep, so the Jets game. 3-2 uh, win. Yep, so that was a game where I was like, we went down 2 nothing early. I don't know if you remember it. It was like the first 10 minutes, 2 nothing. I'm like, oh, I show up to one game, and they're going to fucking lose in regulation. But, nope, the kids come back. Bang, bang, third period. Uh, Fliggy, I forget who scored the game winner. Am I, oh, it was Felino. Felino scored the game winner. And then I went to the what New Year's. What a just Just quickly, what a bizarre season for Felino. Like how? Like what? What? I don't understand how this guy is like a a reasonable player now. It's awesome. Like he it's, was, kind of, it's getting to the point where I want to bring him back. It is at less money. Obviously, at less money. But it's it getting is, to the point where we, he probably is going to be back next year. I don't think he's retiring, especially if Bergeron leaves. You need that guy in the locker room. As cliche as it sounds, I think he's kind of remind me of Mark Recchi in 2011. I saw that, but like, really, you think he's that that level? 
Well, obviously he's playing fourth line as opposed to Recky, who was up in the top six, but he's kind of just like that that veteran, grizzled veteran in the lineup who's just producing and getting the boys going in the locker room. I feel like they guys love him. They call him fucking Uncle Nick for Pete's sakes. He's like the he's the father. He's the guy who got in the third period for the winter classic or the intermission that apparently riled him up. Yeah, he gave the speech. He gave the speech. I don't even know. Does he have the A? I don't even fucking know. But I no, it's Marshand and Massa. Carwell. Fretch? Carwell. Yeah, they I think they can rotate them. Technically, you're allowed to rotate them, but um whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh but yeah, I can't believe Felina. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. What was the second game you went to? Buffalo. Uh we lost in overtime. Um but I we should have won. We had a five on three when we were up three two, and Pasta missed a wide open net. But it was great to see Tage Thompson in person. The guy's a beast. That guy's electric. Uh, Pasta score again. Bergey and Marshy, the classic heroes. And we lost in overtime. Buffalo's a good side though. They were pretty. It was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, good start. Good way to start the New Year's Eve. I didn't do jack shit for New Year's Eve. I hate New Year's Eve. Now I feel like it's pressure. Oh, it's one of the most overrated holidays of of the year. Yeah. I used. I was always New Year's Eve and Halloween were my least favorite because you're just pressured to do something. At least Halloween you get to see some nice tits. But um, yeah, that was that was a decent game. What I really saw from that game was because I haven't really been to many games in person. Just how good this number eighteen is, Pavel Zaka. He didn't get on the score sheet again for this game, but that guy. I don't guy, think he played in the game I went to. He's a great player, man. He just gets to the pucks, always in a good position. He's just someone who's gone kind of unnoticed this year because he's not putting up the points. But apparently Eric Hall is a disaster in New Jersey right now. So hate that. Shout, out, hate shout that. out the Hall of Famer. Another good trade for Donnie um, here. Pavel Zaka not putting up the points, but he's just a great middle six guy to have playing with Pasta and Krejci now. He's caught my eye a lot. He's a great little player. Always doing the right thing. Uh, good good in his own zone. Setting up the play, uh, setting up plays offensively. Yeah. Take it. He just deserves some shine for that game. That's what I noticed from that game. Okay. Well. It was good uh, to be back in the guard. Just good to be back. Yeah. Seeing the yeah. guy that I always go to. Um, I graduated from seeing the guy I used to get a sprite to. I, I can't see him anymore. Won't be getting many sprites at the game. I'll, I'm graduated to my new beer guy that I know. Very nice. Very good. Shout out Very Mark good. and the marketplace all the way to the left. Very good. Very good. Uh, oh, another question. We were talking about this when we were at um, we were at Fenway Johnny's. Have you ever been to the Boston Sports Museum? Is that in like the uh, the the garden? The yeah, I did because when I went to the bean pot a lot, my we would always get. The, the this premium seat ticket the sweets yeah that's we would do that for the bean pot every year which was a nice treat and for the hockey's championships we ever went yeah i i never really look at the shit though okay okay why because we were talking about it uh because they they like showed pictures of it or something and and somebody that at our table i forget who it was asked like there's a boston sports museum and i was like yeah but it's like the least accessible museum in the world because it's, <laughs> it's in the suite level at the garden. <laughs> yeah. Nice job guys. Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. Really well done. Really well done. Sto- telling the story of Boston sports, uh, putting, putting it all in like, the least paywall, accessible. Basically. yeah, basically. Um, 
just so that was I was just wondering. Um, as for the month of December, the bees continued to roll, absolutely roll. Just continue to be the What's best. What's new, man? What's fucking new? They are ten points clear of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the division. Um, also, cool touch. They had the Atlantic Division standings on the board instead on the Fenway Park. On the monster, the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, on the monster. I saw that. Um, so the, they're ten points clear of Toronto in the division. They're six points clear of Carolina for best record in the league. They just continue to four and four. They continue it's to be a ridiculous record, man. Everybody, um, most goals for in the league at one forty, and least goals allowed uh, at eighty. They have eleven less goals allowed than any other team. Doing it on both sides of the ice. That's a lot to do with Allmark, man. Allmark keeps them in games when they're tight, and it allows them to come back a lot. That's yes. kind of the theme of December a little bit. This Winter Classic, that Jets game I went to, uh, yada, yada, yada. Just ridiculous what they are able to do right now. Um, moving forward, big West Coast swing coming up for the Bees. Uh, they have the Cali trip, so Kings, Kings, Sharks, Ducks. Um, they always seem to have trouble with the Ducks. It always uh, going back to so like putrid this year. Uh, I know that. I know that. They're in the line that. for that Badar kid who looks fucking fantastic. Oh, that's another question. How much have you been watching any of the junior tournament? I haven't watched much of it yet, but I will sit down and watch the semis. Is that tomorrow? Uh yeah, we got USA tomorrow. I believe okay. it's Canada. USA Canada, that's a good one. The crowds look electric. I saw Bedard's goals. The guy has fucking 21 points in five games. It's four games, something. Who knows? It's Just fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, he's going to be something. Maybe the Ducks go out and get him. But, yeah, I think the Bruins here uh, this weekend. Uh, Speaking of the Ducks, saw, saw uh first-round Ducks pick around Fenway, Sam Colangelo, local kid, stone him. Shout out. Shout out to him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think 3-0. And then we're back home for Kraken, which I'll be going to. And unfortunately, won't be going to that Leafs game, but that'll be a big tilt. Home uh, against the Leafs. I would, I would say that I would possibly go with that, but tickets are so expensive oh my for God. right now. Yeah. It is it is absolutely disgusting. But they're going to sell out every game because they are the best team in the league. So, Ricky, you got anything else? You got any other takeaways? I mean, yeah, they keep rolling. I feel like we're not going to have too much to really dive into until the trade deadline because, I mean, they're going to keep winning. And there's nothing we can really critique. We keep saying this every week. I mean, what the fuck are we supposed to do? I'm usually a pessimist, but what the fuck? What are we supposed to do? So, bees keep rolling. Go bees, kid. Go bees. Go bees. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. 
Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old